This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Gary Palmer had some time to question the new director of the Center for Disease Control, Dr. Mandy Cohen. Palmer asked Cohen if she would do things differently in the future when it comes to closing down schools in the face of another virus. Well, the good news is we're in a different place than we were before. Mm -hmm. We both have different tools and um, different mechanisms to respond. So I can't really address a hypothetical, but I do think we've learned a lot about how to approach um, things. Did it harm our students by shutting down the schools? Well, look, we always knew in-person instruction was incredibly beneficial, not just for You'd be great in the sales department. But I'm trying to get to policy, and that's that's one of the key things that, that troubles us about the CDC is we have to address policy. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about um, the things that went wrong and, and what, what we need to do. Masking. You know, you, you keep... Uh, the CDC insisted on masking kids as young as two years old and, and, and made the argument that there was no disagreement. Uh, I have a, a, a study here that, that clearly shows that there was widespread disagreement mm-hmm. in Europe, even here. Yet... Uh, the CDC insisted on, on masking kids as young as two years old. What would be your position on that? Well, I would say it's good that we're in a, a different place and we're able to turn a, a chapter forward. We have a lot of different tools to protect our children uh, now, vaccines and treatment. Um, masks continue to be one tool amongst many that we can use to protect our children. So you, you would continue to require masking for two-year-old kids? So, I, I, again, we are in a very different place. Than I, I know that, but I'm asking you, this is a policy question. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're going to continue to try to do a sales job, you want to continue to try to explain positions, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult to, to get us on board with the CDC because people don't trust you anymore. The chairman of the Alabama Democratic Party is defending a social media post in which Senator Tommy Tuberville was likened to Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich. Chairman Randy Kelly told 1890 News that the post was not made by him, but by the technology director. Kelly defends that post, saying she did not have any evil intent in what was written. Kelly said that the post won't be taken down and the whole thing is being spun out of proportion by racist white media. Kelly also accused Tuberville of being a racist since he's against diversity, equity and inclusion policies within the military. And Kelly believes that's the same mentality as what was evidenced in Adolf Hitler. Tuberville says he still stands by his comments about the U.S. military going woke and as a result becoming weak. And he said he really doesn't care what the Democrats call him. There are no more original board members at the Prattville Otago Public Library. Three of the board members resigned at the start of this week, and Dr. Tommy Gamper left this past Wednesday. Sandra Harvey will remain until her resignation becomes official at the end of December. This leaves Christy Sellers and Doug Darr on the board right now. Those two were recently nominated to the position from the Otago County Commission and the Prattville City Council. The county will now go about the process of appointing three more to the empty seats, and the Prattville City Council will fill two. The series of mass resignations is all due to Prattville parents objecting to the sexually explicit books in the children's section. The parents first started appealing to the Prattville City Council only to find some resistance in removing those books. The parents then moved on to notifying the county commission, which ultimately showed more deference to their concerns. 
More financial improprieties have come to light in regards to the Alabama farm credit in northern Alabama. These discrepancies were first revealed to 1890 News by Dustin Kittle regarding the appraisal of his various properties. Kittle is an attorney, and he found a conflict of interest with the man who appraised his property since that same man had sought to buy the property from Kittle a year earlier. Kittle filed a complaint against the AFC for this action and was threatened with foreclosure and had his accounts frozen. Now other AFC borrowers have approached Kittle with similar complaints about AFC actions. Many involve poultry loans to farmers in that area. Kittle has now rescheduled a borrower's meeting to later in December as the borrowers consider more evidence and the possibility of voting out the board of directors. A raid and subsequent closure of Whitehall Entertainment was conducted this week by the Alabama Attorney General's Office. The Whitehall Entertainment casinos are located in Lowndes County. AG Steve Marshall has issued a temporary restraining order on all of those operations, which he says have 600 illegal slot machines running at various locations in that county. The ability for Whitehall Entertainment to conduct financial transactions has also been frozen. A.G. Marshall says these latest actions from his office are part of an ongoing enforcement of previous orders that were issued by the Alabama Supreme Court back in 2022 regarding the electronic bingo machines that the court ruled were illegal in Lowndes County. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Joe Biden seems to have blowing up the world on his mind. Here's what Biden said while visiting a windmill factory in Colorado this week when he approached one of the workers who had some sort of electronic device in front of him. This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is uh, Nick. Oh, Williams. Buddy. Now look, my, my Marine carries that. It has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't, this is not nuclear weapons, is it? All right, okay. He's against the camera. Two more subpoenas have been issued from the House Judiciary Committee to compel two former Biden administration officials to answer questions regarding the government pressuring social media companies to censor online speech. Rob Flaherty was director of digital strategy and Andy Slavitt was an advisor to Biden on the COVID virus response. The two are being subpoenaed for a deposition within the Judiciary Committee after the committee first requested their appearance and both of the men refused. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan is the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Speaking of Jim Jordan, he also heads up the subcommittee within the Judiciary Committee on the weaponization of government. This week, award-winning and independent journalist Michael Schellenberger appeared before that committee, and this is his opening statements about the industrial censorship complex. Nine months ago, I testified and provided evidence to the subcommittee about the existence of a censorship industrial complex a network of government agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, and big tech media platforms that conspired to censor ordinary Americans and elected officials alike for holding disfavored views. I regret to inform the subcommittee today that the scope, power, and lawbreaking of the censorship industrial complex are even worse than we had realized back in March. Two days ago, my colleagues and I published the first batch of internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, which show U.S. and U.K. military contractors working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, and other big tech companies are privately owned, people point out, and free to censor content. And government officials are free to point out wrong information, they argue. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech 
The Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is appealing a decision made recently by a federal judge that allows for the Biden administration and the Department of Homeland Security to continue removing or damaging razor wire that has been put in place at the U.S.-Mexico border to stop the crossing of illegal migrants. Paxton first launched the lawsuit in October of this year. The initial judge placed an injunction to stop the Biden administration from interfering with border structures. However, District Judge Aliyah Moses has removed that injunction this week by siding with the defense's reasons for cutting the razor wire. DHS said the wire got in the way of addressing medical emergencies. Now Paxton is taking the whole issue to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And on the topic of Ken Paxton, he also announced today that his office is suing Pfizer Pharmaceutical for misrepresenting the COVID-19 vaccine efficacy and safety for humans, suggesting that it's at 95 percent, and also for their efforts to censor those who spoke out against the vaccine. Paxton wrote in a press release that Pfizer did not tell the truth to the public, did not disclose all the facts about the clinical trials conducted before the vaccine was brought to market, and as a result increased the number of deaths that were attributed to COVID but were really caused by the vaccine. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 